Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey everybody, welcome back to Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I am here with Joe Enhold. He is from Chicago, and he's going to share his experiences with Airbnb with us. And I am in Amsterdam, and uh, it's a uh, it's been beautiful weather. Joe, how's uh, how's Chicago? Uh, it's actually quite beautiful today. the The sun is shining. It's about seventy degrees, and uh, it's a beautiful Sunday. Awesome. Well, soon enough it'll, it'll put, get pretty cold there. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm, unfortunately. I've lived in Chicago uh, one year myself, and I remember you know. I remember the winter. It was pretty yeah. uh, pretty painful. Yes, winter is coming. We all know. <laughs> awesome. So, Joe, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your your background and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, I grew up in a small town in, in central Illinois and then, uh, moved to Chicago, um, for college, uh, spent four years here and then, uh, actually moved to, uh, to China for a year. I did a year in Shanghai working and living. Um, and then when I moved back to Chicago, um, about two years ago this month, actually, I started working for uh, a tech startup uh, that's called Spot Hero. So it's on-demand parking similar to an Uber or any other on-demand product where you can uh, find parking on your phone to wherever it is you're going and pay for the spot on your phone at a discounted rate. Um, a lot of stuff on the side, Airbnb, have a few blogs, my own personal one, joannalt.com, um, and a few other e-commerce stuff that I'm that I'm trying to uh, to start up. So uh, my background is pretty broad in kind of technology, um, creative. I started advertising at school and been traveling what seems like nonstop since uh, since 2007. That's kind of when the travel bug hit me. I took my first trip to um, classic American stereotype, but I took my first trip to uh, to Rome and Paris um, after I graduated high school and um, been traveling ever since. Awesome. That sounds uh, sounds great. So, did you learn any Mandarin while you're in Ch in Shanghai? Uh, yes, I did learn a little bit. I took lessons for about four months, um, oh, cool. and I was pretty good at, at taxi Chinese and restaurant Chinese. Um, <laughs> but since that time, um, it's it's kind of gone to the wayside. But I can still I can still order a beer. So whenever I'm back, I can at least do that. Okay. Well, that's uh, not unimportant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm. I was just looking at your website, and one of the things I like is you. You write that you try to say yes as much as possible. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, so yeah, I actually when I was abroad, um, I came across that book. Uh, it's not Yes Man, but um, I forgot who the author was from the UK, and he kind of did a year of yes and, and I read it and I really enjoyed the takeaways and you know I'm, I'm someone that loves adventure and traveling and experiencing as much as I can so a lot of times when you're in the position to um, you know you decide if you want to do something or not I try to uh, lean on the side of, of saying yes and, and um, experiencing whatever 
is that's you know at my doorstep um and it's it's been i've gotten myself into some crazy situations some echo situations but i'd say more times than not i'm very pleased with uh with saying yes awesome well it sounds like you're someone who's trying to make the me the max out of uh out of life so that's uh that's definitely really cool i can relate to that yeah absolutely so let's talk uh let's talk about airbnb how did you get started yeah. with it um I first heard about it when I was living abroad uh, to my friends. They mentioned it randomly in conversation. And like, oh, yeah, we rent out our um, our spare bedroom for Airbnb guests and um, didn't really know what it was. Uh, didn't really think too much about it. Um, moved back to the States and um, started working for, for Spot Hero, this startup. And the founders, actually, when they were um, first starting out, um, they didn't have a lot of money to, um, you know, to work. Um, obviously they weren't getting paid for that. So they had to find other ways of income and they started renting out their places on Airbnb to, you know, to make it and to get by. Um, and so being engulfed in that kind of startup world and, and jumping onto things as soon as I can, um, I started looking more into it and started renting out my place on Airbnb. Um, the few, first few months were kind of slow going. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and then just started getting more requests, um, more guests started staying at my place, um, started interacting with them more. I've gotten some really good feedback and, and some good user ratings. So it's just kind of been a steady incline um, for the past kind of year. And even the last six months, I'd say it's really picked up where I've had um, consistent guests coming and going and and, um, and I've really enjoyed getting to know them. Um, and the entire hosting process has been more fun each time and I've been learning more about it and kind of what makes uh, a complete experience. Um, so it's, it's been a really, really fun journey the past kind of year and a half. So you started when your, the people at your, at your work started doing Airbnb to enable them to work on their startup, correct? Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of, uh, uh, they used it as, uh, um, a money-making type type right. business, so they can you know make some money through Airbnb while yeah. building the startup. And that's what I what I find really cool about Airbnb. It enables you to do things that that you otherwise wouldn't been able to do because of because of lack of financial support, right? So exactly. I've, I've used Airbnb to travel, and some people have used it to pay their mortgage or renovate their house. And it sounds like uh, your uh, your colleagues have used it to be able to start a startup, which is uh, which is really cool. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so I kind of yeah, just kind of saw what they were doing and, and how they were pretty pre being pretty successful with um, you know with making some money from that. So initially it was like oh maybe I can make some extra cash and with that extra cash I can start traveling more. Um, right. And and that's been working out really well. What type of listing do you have? I have a private room and also a, a shared space, um, a couch um, so that you, I rent do you, have, out. do you have two listings, or do you, is it one combined listing? It's two separate listings. Um, I've never, I've never double booked where I have someone staying in the private room and the couch. <laughs> um, actually, I take that back. I did have my first double booking where the guy on the couch and um, the private room overlapped. So for two nights I had uh, two guests. Um, so that was actually kind of a cool moment and it worked out. It worked out really well. So if you have a guest who stays on your couch, then you're staying in your own room. And if you have somebody in your room, then you stay on your couch. Is that how it works? 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, oftentimes, if my room is booked, sometimes I'll um, either travel, stay at a friend's house, stay at my girlfriend's house, um, or stay on the couch. So I have quite a few options if if I do book um, my room. Right, got it. And um, how's it? Uh, how's it been going? You said you had a bit of a slow start, and then after a few months, uh, more and more bookings started coming in. How, did you do a lot to sort of try and improve your listing, or? Um, yeah, it, it kind of caught on. Um, I'd say a year ago is when I first had I had my first few guests, um, and then in the winter, obviously Chicago isn't as much of a destination or travel city, so I knew it was going to be kind of slower, and that's what um, Mark and Jeremy, the two co-founders of Spot Hero, and the guys who I kind of picked up Airbnb from, um, they kind of told me that along the way too. So I wasn't too concerned with not as many bookings. Um, here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when it did start picking up, it was the summertime. Um, people started traveling to the city more since my location isn't, you know, as close to the downtown area as others. It's a bit cheaper. Um, so people were willing to spend a little less, um, um, and not be as close to downtown. Um, right. and so with those first few guests, I tr- to make the experience, you know, as, as best as I could. You know, I, I greeted them, I got to know them, I asked them if there's anything I could do to make their experience better. I tried to be, um, you know, the city guide and tell them uh, the best places to go. Uh, that, that's another cool thing that I think makes me uh, a good guest is, you know, I, I love Chicago so much that I love showing off the city to anybody that comes. It doesn't matter if you're an Airbnb guest or my friend visiting from a different city. I just love telling people about all the cool spots in Chicago because I love finding cool new spots. Um, and so as as I kept getting, you know, more and more guests and, and I got some really good reviews, um, um, obviously that's more attractive to people browsing online. If they see a spot that has good reviews, then they're more inclined to, to reserve. So, right. um, you know, as I was getting more guests, I was getting more good reviews. And so it just seems that, you know, that's kind of the, the winning, that's how you kind of win at Airbnb is, you know, you, you create a good experience and they give you good reviews um, and people are more inclined to, to stay at your place. And then obviously after that, they can, you know, start raising the price and, and uh, making, making a business out of it, which is, which has been a really cool, cool process. And do you recommend people the architectural tour on the boat? Um, I don't, I don't feature that, but I definitely, um, say that in passing. That's a great tour. Actually, I should put that in. I have like a welcome email that I send before they come with all like the logistics and, and stuff like that and suggestions, but I should put that as a suggestion to, uh, to check out for sure. So I spent a year and a half in the Windy City myself, mm-hmm. and that was definitely one of my, uh, my favorites, just doing that boat tour and yeah, it's really interesting, uh, to hear the history about all the different buildings and what they were used for and how they've changed and everything. Yeah, that's I've done that tour a couple of times now and every time I take it it's it's just been really, really awesome. Great. So do you always meet your guests in person? Um, I'd say eighty five, ninety percent of the time I do meet them. There have been a bit a few instances where um, I've been out of town and um, I do have another roommate, um, which I forgot to mention, but he um, there have been a few times where he's kind of the only one that interacts with them. Uh-huh. And my roommate, Rich, he's been great through this entire process. Um, he helps out whenever I need a hand. If they need to get into the place or they have a question, um, he's he's usually been there um, to help them as well. Right. So when somebody stays at the couch, do you share the profit with him? or? Yep. So um, basically we cut it if we have a guest on the couch. 
I should be cut at 60-40, um, where I get a little bit more just because uh, for tax purposes, obviously it's in my name, so um, I should get a bit more so I can pay for the taxes. And then if I have a guest in my room, we split it 70-30. Um, okay. Sounds like you have a pretty fair deal going on then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've talked about it. Um, he's, I mean, he's one of best one of my best friends, and you know, likes Airbnb just as much as I do. So uh, uh -huh. it's it's been a good kind of, I guess you could say, he's been a good partner, working partner, whatever. Awesome. So you've been doing this for a year and a half. You must have had quite a few guests so far. So can yeah. you can you recall one really positive experience and and one negative experience if you have any or maybe like an awkward experience or whatsoever yeah yeah actually i have two great stories um, awesome <laughs> so my, my first one um or the, the, one of the good stories is um this girl from from italy from sardinia her name is michaela uh, really sweet girl she came to chicago in the winters like february so think of you know like the worst of the worst chicago winters like snow and wind and sleet and just just you know really shitty um, she's visiting one of her friends in Chicago for two weeks. And when she lands, um, her friend just doesn't respond to her and pretty much bails on her. And so she has nowhere to go. She has no friends and her one friend isn't responding to her. And she calls me up or, you know, messaged me on Airbnb that night and says, Hey, I'm looking for a place to crash for two weeks. Do you think I could crash? I'm like, yeah, of course. And she's, she needs a, so she has a hotel for the first two nights and she's like, I can come check out the place tonight to see if it's okay. Um, and bear in mind, this is actually, um, this is new year's, new year's Eve. So December 31st, oh this is God. when this is happening. <laughs> and so that night she comes uh, to check out the place to see if it's okay. I meet myself and Rich. Um, we meet. I hear her story. I'm like, man, that's so shitty. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, um, we agree that this place is cool. She can stay there for two weeks starting, I think, January 2nd. Um, and so that night, she obviously has no friends, nothing to do. I was going to my friend's New Year's Eve party. Um, I invite her to come along. She comes. We have a great time. I introduce her to all my friends. Um, she parties. We party. And it was great. And then she stays for two weeks, and uh, we become good friends. She actually cooks. Um, Rich and I, my, my roommate, she cooks us some meals. Uh, we take her out. We grab some deep dish. We get some gelato. Um, and we become I'm like like good friends. Um, and so that was like a really, really good experience. We still keep in touch um, through Facebook. And she always says, if we ever go to Sardinia, we have a place to stay. Um, so that was really that was that was a really really cool um, experience through through Airbnb. That's awesome. I uh, I was kind of hoping this would end with and now we're married. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it was it wasn't quite like that. Um, but that would that would be pretty funny. Um, nothing like that has has ever happened. Um, <laughs> but and then the uh, only um, that's a cool story. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was just so cool, and I felt I felt so bad for her with kind of coming into a city not really. Um, her friend kind of bailing, like she flew like literally like, you know, thousands of miles across the country to, to meet with her friend. And he just kind of like bailed on her. So I felt really bad. And I just wanted her to, to enjoy the evening. I want her to enjoy Chicago. So I did everything in my power to, um, to do that. Um, so it was, it was, it was a good time. Awesome. Um, awesome. yeah. Sorry. Um, so I guess a bad experience. Um, it, and this, this experience wasn't bad at all, but it was just, uh, <laughs> Just kind of funny and, and interesting to meet somebody uh, who had never been to Chicago before. And this gentleman uh, was in Chicago for the weekend. He was going to a conference nearby my place, so the location worked out great. And um, 
he grew up in in Georgia, in in the south, um, uh, the southern part of America, and he didn't really get out much. And his idea of Chicago is it's very dangerous, and you have like basically there's a chance that you could you know get into a gunfight and you know <laughs> potentially lose your life. And coming from the south, he they have very different you know, gun laws and concealed a carry. You can, you know, carry a gun as long as it's concealed in any public place. And he didn't know um, what that was like in Chicago. Um, and so I'm sitting there like, okay, does this guy have like a gun on him? And and I, I didn't want to ask him that because I was afraid if, if the answer was yes, you know, I, I wouldn't really feel comfortable with, with someone being armed in my place. Um, Fair enough. And so I, I didn't ask the question. Um, he, w- he was a very nice guy, and he just was a bit naive to the entire geography and, and how Chicago you know, runs. Like, obviously, we do have our rough parts and violence-filled areas, which is primarily the south side. And I live very far from, from those areas. But, but you know, he's someone who doesn't travel much, who doesn't get out much, who really only hears about you know, south side shootings in Chicago. Maybe he doesn't really know. Um, and so we talked, I got to know him a bit more, and I felt comfortable with him staying at my place. But that was kind of the only, I guess, awkward situation where um, I wasn't sure if this guy was, like, you know, packing a gun or whatever he had. Um, and you never found out? Did you find out? I, I never found out. Um, and honestly, I, I, don't really, I don't really care at this point. Um, it was, you know, <laughs> months ago. And he had a good experience. Um, he, it was actually his first Airbnb experience, so he was also a bit curious and um, anxious maybe, as to how maybe, it worked. Maybe that's why he brought a gun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, but um, we met, um, I greeted him at the door, and we talked for maybe 30, 45 minutes, got to know him, he got to know me, and, and after that, he was really, really cool, and he was really comfortable with the entire experience, um, so it, it ended up being being really great, um, so that was, that was kind of the only awkward um, moment, but I've never had any, like, any terrible, like, um, any terrible experiences, nothing even close. And we, when you started hosting, were you apprehensive about it? Were you worried about just letting random people from the internet into your house? Or? Um, honestly, not really, um, because I, I trust Airbnbs, um, you know, how they kind of background check people, and you have to link up your Facebook, LinkedIn, phone number. Um, and also, you can build that rapport before you book somebody. Um, so I don't really have any instant book type features um, just yet, so... Um, I think even through like a short interaction um, through a chat, you can know, um, mm-hmm. you, you, you can tell a lot about somebody. Um, and also I feel like people who are traveling and who are, do use a service like Airbnb, it takes a certain kind of person, you know, like somebody like you or myself, um, we're all kind of like-minded people. Um, and so I, I trust, uh, I just trust the system and, um, you know, I'm, yeah, just I guess just a trustworthy guy and, and believe that I'm gonna have good experiences with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you like to see look at the positive sides of life. It seems so. Uh, yeah, that makes exactly. that makes a lot of sense. I'm uh, I'm yeah. def- I'm, just, I'm the same way. I just started mm-hmm. out and I just thought, okay, I'm just gonna try it and we'll see. I didn't make any assumptions on, uh, on exactly. what, what people will be doing or what the what the dangers or the risks were whatsoever. And you know, I've hosted over. 150 maybe groups now and wow nice it's, uh, I've never had any issue up. at all <laughs> yeah so do you usually get into a conversation before you accept a booking or um 
Um, yeah, just maybe like a few back and forth, kind of like uh, maybe what they're doing in the city, um, what they want to do, and um, try to, if they have any questions about the location of the city or getting around, um, we kind of go back and forth. Um, but that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of it in terms of talking before the booking happens. And then when they book, um, I usually have a welcome email that I send to them with kind of the rundown of logistics, how to get there, um, the keys, and like make sure to lock the door and be respectful of the neighbors and the laundry and the Wi-Fi and, you know, all those logistics that I'm sure all the Airbnb hosts out there, they have their own way of communicating mm -hmm. that. Awesome. So do you have any good advice for our listeners on how to be a good host? Um, I guess um, just, just try to make the experience as enjoyable and as frictionless as possible for your guests so you do kind of get that... Um, get that good rating and just be kind of the, the ultimate host. Um, so try to think through everything from, from the greeting to the, the checkout process and make sure that you kind of have your eyes dotted and your T's crossed. Um, and then just, I guess going above and beyond. So, um, maybe do like a welcome basket or I know some people that have picked up their Airbnb guests from the airport. Um, I usually offer free laundry, um, if they want to, um, I have an interactive map that I email out with all the cool spots. Um, I'll definitely add the, uh, the architecture tour. I need to do that. <laughs> um, um, but but just making making the process as frictionless as possible and and as smooth as possible and and of course the biggest thing is just learning from all your guests. Um, so uh, one of my guests uh, who I just had a long stay, Richie from Australia, he stayed at my place for five weeks. He was taking an intensive uh, an intensive IO course and and he suggested that we update the photos because the photos didn't really do the space justice. Um, and so I'm going to do that. So that was good feedback from him. Right. Um, did you use um, the Airbnb uh, surface? Um, I didn't actually. That's just because um, I like photography and I like um, taking pictures of places. So I feel like this is a, a good platform for me to, you know, practice that that skill um, uh -huh. and and just kind of update the photos as need be. I actually need to do that this weekend. Um, I've changed my place around, um, and it's actually looking a lot nicer. So I need to uh, take some updated photos. Yeah. Um, photos are photos are a huge thing too. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and Airbnb has that great free service where they have people come out and take photos of your place. So if you're not, you know, an experienced photographer or you don't know what you're doing, definitely get somebody at your place to take a good quality photo. Right. And I think the Airbnb changed the way that you see the listings now. Because if you search on Airbnb, um, you'll, you'll see the, the first listings that come up. You, you see the first picture, right? The first pro first picture that you put up but you, there's an arrow now that you can sort of scroll through all the all the pictures without actually clicking and going through to the listing exactly so whereas earlier on it used to be really important to have a really good first picture because mm -hmm. that will determine whether whether people click on it and, and check out your listing but now i think a lot of people what they do is they browse through the listings on the exactly. search space and they you know they look at every single picture so now I think yeah. it's become even more important to have, you know, uh, uh, all the pictures in there, like every every room, every angle. Uh, yeah. So, do you have some pictures of the outside as well, like the neighborhood, or? Um, I do actually, because my area uh, or my apartment in Chicago is actually um, pretty cool in that I have like a, a little yard in the back. Um, so there's like a green space where you can hang out, have a beer, have a drink, um, and I kind of feature that quite a bit. Um, but I, I've I've read a lot of articles 
articles too on like how to improve your Airbnb spot. And a lot of people say, um, take as many pictures as you can and like get like detail orientated um, and maybe some other features. Like I have a, a vinyl player with records in my room, mm-hmm. uh, in my living room that people can use. Um, and even just taking a picture of, of that and making it look cool just yeah. adds a bit more character to your place and, and kind of stand out from the crowd. Um, and with this new redesign that Airbnb came out with, like you said, Jasper, it's it's much more photo centric, and and they're big believers in showcasing these places and and using photography as a huge tool mm-hmm. to attract guests. So really utilize your photography as much as you can with with your spot. I can't I can't stress that enough. Absolutely, and one one good tip that I picked up somewhere on a, on the web. I never thought about this, but you know, often people ask me if I have fast Wi-Fi. And yeah. So I, I think my my Wi-Fi is pretty fast, so I was I'll just say yes, and <laughs> and then I I read this article online, and this guy he uh, he did a speed test of his of his Wi-Fi, and then he took a screenshot and he put that as a picture. So I thought nice. that was that was a that was a pretty creative way to add some information in your pictures. Yeah. To actually, have a screenshot of your internet speed. That's a really you know, good idea. One of you know one of the things that's important is to have. Your your listings should be a very accurate representation of of your house, so that people know what to expect, and and that's how you right. can get great reviews. If if people uh, if you meet people's expectations, and then you go a little bit further by giving them something that they they wouldn't expect, right? That's what makes right. a great experience. So in order to improve accuracy, I think uh, putting the internet speed up there is a is a nice little extra addition absolutely that's a really good idea like i should do something like that yes it only takes a minute you know just go to speednet.net i think it is run the test take a screenshot that's it easy so did you uh did you ever use airbnb when you were traveling or um yeah actually i've only used it once unfortunately um i want to use it more um but the one time I did it, it was like really, really awesome. I went to uh, Nashville, Tennessee for the weekend with uh, three other people. So there was a group of four of us, and we found an entire house to ourselves, pretty much. And um, it was came out to like maybe seventy five bucks for the entire weekend for each person, and it was it was really great. Um, the the host was a bit more detached. It was more of kind of like. Uh, um, an extra home that instead of renting monthly, he rents on Airbnb by the day to, you know, um, a bit revenue, bit of a revenue boost there. Um, and so he kind of had, um, a, a keypad on, on the door so you could just key in without him being there. And he had, um, like a printed PDF out on the kitchen table when we got in of kind of the house rules and all that stuff. Um, so it was very hands off, but it was still a great experience and the place was really, really nice at a really great uh, price. Awesome. So all in all, I think you've, you're, uh, sound like you're a big fan of Airbnb. You had great experiences and, uh, Absolutely. it's, uh, wh- what do you do with the extra income that you make? Um, I travel a lot. So, um, this summer, uh, I went to Peru for about two weeks and traveled around the country. I was in New York for an entire week last week. Um, I do some weekend trips here and there to smaller cities around Chicago, but, um, I'd say the primary, uh, income goes towards towards traveling just because mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Awesome, man. So before I let you go, uh, I I noticed uh, one article in your blog, yes. jo- joanhell.com, 
it says my best friend was homeless for four months in India. Yes. It just it just kind of sparked my curiosity. Could yes. You, could you give us a, just a quick summary of what uh, what this story is about? Um, absolutely, I'd be happy to. Um, so one of my best friends and my current roommate, Rich Hebron, um, after university, he um, wasn't really sure what he wanted to do. Um, and for the longest time, he he just had this kind of keen interest about homelessness and, and learning more about it and trying to fix the problem. And he really had no idea, didn't, didn't have much knowledge about it. So he thought, um, well, why not be, be homeless for four months and really live day-to-day as a homeless person in the city of Chicago. So um, I think from about September or maybe August to November for about four months, he was homeless in Chicago. Um, And he learned a lot about the day-to-day, the grind, the mental and physical strain it has on you. Um, And he's in the process of writing a book about it. Um, And, and, uh, and also he founded a nonprofit called projectprimetime.org, um, kind of in the same lines of, of not really understanding what you want to do after school and kind of taking charge of your life. Um, a bit different than the homeless experience, but he kind of combines the two really well. Um, and, and yeah, Rich is a very like-minded person. Um, uh, kind of goes with the, the, the mentality of, of, you know, living life to the fullest and doing what you want, uh, when you want. And we feel that we have the, the privilege and the opportunity to do that. And him choosing to be homeless was, was just kind of, um, a really, really amazing experience for him that if, if you want to learn more, please visit his, uh, his blog. It's richhebron.com, R-I-C-H-H-E-B-R-O-N.com. Um, actually I think it's Richard, richardhebron.com. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really cool story. That that's kind of the the quick uh, explanation, I guess. Wow, that's pretty incredible to put yeah. yourself in in that position for four months. And he was sleeping on the street. Yeah, he slept on the street at airports. He actually was in the shelter system for about two months. And he has some really interesting stories. Um, he has he has, he has a few journals on his website from his. Uh, he has a he has a few near death experiences that are very very interesting oh and engaging. God. So I, I I suggest if you if you have some fair, spare time, um, check that out. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. And I see he's uh, raised a Kickstarter campaign for yep. uh, for his um, that's for his, his book. book his book right. Yeah. Awesome, that's a incredible story. All right, man. It so uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, it's, been, it's been a really fun chat. And uh, just, uh, yeah, why don't you tell our listeners one more time where they can find out more about you? Yeah, so um, I kind of live online at joeanhalt.com. That's J-O-E-A-N-H-A-L-T.com. That's kind of where I house all of my projects, my personal blog that I need to update actually with a new Airbnb post. Um, What Airbnb has taught me about being an entrepreneur, this, um, this chat has made made me re-energize myself to actually get that post out. So that's coming um, in the next few days. Um, you can sign up on my mailing list there. So anytime I post new content about Airbnb, um, the startup life, traveling, you can all find it at joeanhalt.com. Awesome. So everybody, make sure to check that out. I can, I can tell you that he has some interesting stuff going on. So uh, check it out. And if you ever want to stay in Chicago. Yeah, that Joe, too. Joe's couch. I got a spot. <laughs> Joe's couch near Rickley Hill. That's the the baseball stadium, is it? Yep, where the uh, Cubs play. Right, exactly. So, really cool, man. Thank you so much. And uh, as always, 
If you want to find out more information about Airbnb hosting, getpaidforyourpet.com is the place to go. You can download free chapters of our Amazon best-selling book and you can also get the audiobook for free at getpaidforyourpet.com audio-book. So with that, I'm going to finish up the show and we'll be back every Monday and every Thursday. Goodbye, everybody. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.